In the great bowels of the internet, there are assembled the world's two most prodigious podcasters created from the cosmic legends of the universe. Joe, a chubby Italian nebbish with a slamming tan, and Gomez, a Puerto Rican, when convenient, who doesn't speak a lick of Spanish. Their mission combine their love of all things pop culture to present the most important podcast on the planet. When their powers are assembled, they form the mighty Car Joe-Man. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 273 of the Car Joe Mez podcast. I'm Mez and my co-host as always is... I am Joe from the Car Joe Mez podcast. Yes you are. What's up buddy? How you doing? I'm chilling my man, getting ready for the holidays, getting in the festive spirit, you know, keeping this slang and slang going strong. That's right, it's the most wonderful time of year Joe. Uh, some people would think so. I don't know if I would agree with those people, but then again, I have never been known to agree with a lot of people on this podcast. Uh, It's nice. I do like going to see the tree every year. I probably won't do it this year, but you know, normally every year I like to go see the tree. Do you really? You, you know, I know, and you're not the only one, so I don't mean to single you out, but you're here, you're right in front of me. And I have never understood the appeal of that. It's just a nice night out. We go into the city. We get some hot chocolate. We walk around. Look at the lights in the store. It's nice. Going into the city and walking sounds just <laughs> terrible. <laughs> the city is terrible, of course. It's always terrible to get into the city. There's so many things I want to do. There's movies I want to see that are only playing in the city. And I'm like, I really want to see this fucking movie. But uh, it's just such a commitment to just get in there and just... Uh, it's not fun. You so. know, and I'm someone who, for years, I worked in Midtown Manhattan and got on the subway every day, took the subway home every day, walked around, hung out, went to movies, went to eat, you know, partied. I did the party at the club. I did all that stuff. And now, like, you couldn't pay me to do any of that shit. I get it, 100%. I, we grew up in Queens. We grew up, you know... 20 minutes from the city, but uh, it never takes 20 minutes to get to the city. <laughs> That's the problem. It always sounds no. like, oh, we're right there by the city. So let's take that hour-long fucking A-train ride. Let's fucking sit and bumper to bumper traffic if we're driving. Yeah, it's not fun. I get it. Trust me. But you know, Gomez, as they also say on the streets, karma she is a bitch. And that's why if you're listening to this when it first releases on Thursday, I am in New York today. Whoa, look at you shit talking. Here you are. I love it. <laughs> Here I am because everybody has to be somewhere, Gomez. <laughs> what are you doing in New York, bro? If you're listening to this, I'll be in Long Island, New York today at the Creator Pro Wrestling School for the major wrestling figure podcast holiday toy drive. 5 p.m. Come on out. Donate two new wrestling toys to get in and get a meet and greet with everyone. Or donate 10 new wrestling toys. And you get an exclusive print of everyone who is appearing for the meet and greet. And we will all take pictures with you and sign it. That's very awesome. 
All donations are going to the Long Island chapter of Toys for Tots. That's nice. That's, see, that's nice. That's, that's a nice holiday spirit thing, Joe. I love it. Look at yeah, you. Yeah, I believe last year the boys raised uh, or collected, I should say, 7,000 new action figures to be donated to Toys for Tots. And that's in a pandemic, mind you. That's crazy. 7,000. Wow. 7,000 awesome. toys were dropped off at the end of the day. And uh, this year, the goal is 10,000. So we're, we're hoping for a nice big turnout. I myself donated 20 toys. So, awesome. uh, you know, given given uh, to the cause. It's a, it's a good cause, and I'm happy to be a part of it this year. And you call yourself a Grinch. Look at you. Your heart is four times, not even three, four times the size here, baby. Come on. I would say that. My heart is on steroids. I am the Barry Bonds of giving. <laughs> oh, you don't want to get too enlarged, Joe. Then, then we have problems. Okay. Turn no, because the then people little. start. They start asking questions. You know. <laughs> you doing anything else in New York? Oh, I'm gonna see you at some point, I assume, and Hopefully. then um, I believe we're gonna do a in-person boozing with the toys. Ooh, uh, that's awesome. At, and then uh, I'll be going to a Christmas party while I'm there, hanging you. out with some peoples. And then Sunday, uh, I'll be at Creative Pro in uh, Long Island for their wrestling show. And uh, I believe I'm doing commentary for some reason. I mean, I was... they're going to put a microphone in front of me. So <laughs> I was going to ask. We know how that works out. Oh, man. You're not getting in that ring, bro. Come on. You got to give the people what they want. It, I, I would I would say it's coming sooner or later. Yes, twenty twenty two, baby. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I I gotta get uh, I gotta get this holiday eating out of my system because I I went kind of in on Thanksgiving and the the days after, and I kind of haven't stopped yet. <laughs> that that's the part I haven't stopped because everyone's gone in for Thanksgiving. It's yeah, like it, it's it's one thing to just sit there and enjoy a big Thanksgiving meal. It's another to do it every day. I love it. That's awesome. You got a busy week ahead of you. I love it. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, and, and we have a lot going on here, right here on the Car Jomez podcast. So, everybody, thank you for listening and subscribing. We had a massive week for downloads this week. So, thank you very much to everyone out there. Remember to follow us on all the social media at Car Jomez, Instagram and Twitter. And hey, I've got some new videos up on YouTube if that's the kind of stuff you like. YouTube.com slash Joe Shoes Gomez. Did you know that I. Went to Taco Bell for breakfast. I haven't had Taco Bell breakfast since, like, it first came out. And I want to say that's around 2013. I feel that's everybody, right? Everyone, when Taco Bell breakfast first came out, everyone's got to run and try it, right? And then after that, Uh, I feel like, yeah, we had it. We're good. That's it. Yeah, and then, like, we moved on, and I kind of pushed it out of my mind. But the other day, I said, you know what? I really, I only had it that one time. So I went to Taco Bell. And I ordered one of everything. God bless you. Uh, there, they... there was ten, 10 items on the menu, you know, and, and items do differ by location. But, yeah, I, I went and ordered one of everything, and I tried it, and that's on YouTube.com slash Joe Shoes right now. Now, you say you haven't had it in a while. So do you remember the uh, Do you remember the menu? Like, was it so different? Because I don't remember all the, the stuff The only they thing had. I remember... Is the breakfast crunch wrap like that was the big draw that I remember when they started breakfast? Yes, 
That was the thing. Okay, yes. Now I remember. I'm trying to think. Because, like, there's no commercials. Like, I, the only things I ever see is, like, uh, they got, like, Cinnabon Bites or something like that. They that's, do. That's something I see. But other than that, like, I kind of I kind of forget what the hell they got. Well, they got, at least my Taco Bell, like I said, 10 different items. And, and I tried each and every one of them. So go check that out right now. And something that, I, you know, I kind of blame on you. I found this almost by mistake, Gomez. I what? finally had the ghost pepper chicken nuggets from Burger King. Oh, yes. Awesome. I to went find. to Burger King for something completely different. But when I got there, because I remember we spoke about this. You said you had it up in Minnesota. Yes. You, there, we, there was trouble finding them. And I thought yes. it was just a, a Halloween theme item because ghost, ghost pepper, you know. Yes, and, made know sense that. to me. Once you said I was like, oh, yeah. That's right. I was like, yeah, okay. And I happened to be at the drive-thru, and it was right on their menu board. It was. Go- yes, I was surprised. And I said, holy smokes. I go, do you guys have this? And they said, yes, we do. I said, give me two orders of it, please. Eight nuggets for $1.50. I think that's a great deal. Beautiful deal. So I ordered two, and I tried them out, and that's also on YouTube right now. So go check out those videos. Remember to like and subscribe. But we are closing in, Gomez. We're just over a little bit, a teensy-weensy bit away from 2,000 subscribers on YouTube.com slash Joe Shoes. So let's get there. Help me out, people. Please. That's an awesome thing. Look at that. Wow. Very cool. Hey, Joe, I have some updates for you. Um, A couple weeks ago, remember uh, Melissa? We all remember Melissa, don't we? Oh, Melissa sucks. Melissa sucks. Well... I finally got my car fixed. How long ago was that fucking episode, bro? That that had to be a month ago. Like, uh, I went the Monday after Thanksgiving. They finally got the parts in, whatever the fuck they needed, a bumper, whatever else. And, uh, yeah, I finally got my car. It, it was insane. I went to the guy immediately. I went to the guy two days after the accident, and he's just been waiting for three weeks to get this fucking car part. Very annoying. But Unbelievable. It's fixed. The car looks as beautiful as ever. I now don't have to ever talk to Melissa's parents ever again. They'd be texting me, hey, did you get the car? I'm like, bro, I told you. I, you'll know when I send the car in, guys. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I'm just fucking sitting around chilling. No. The, when the car's ready, the car's ready. That's it. So that's nice. I never have to talk to these people ever again. Thank the, the Lord. Christmas holiday miracle. God bless. It's like getting that magic Oscar Mayer weenie whistle. (laughs) And then last week I mentioned I went to a concert, Joe. Now, last week we had a little, we had some issues with the podcast, so we recorded. Yeah, we did. We recorded on a a different day than we normally do. And it actually, it might have been the best thing because... I was just standing around my house at like 10 o'clock when I would normally be podcasting with you. And I went on my phone and I said, randomly, it just came in my head. I said, you know what? I need to see when this band, Ice Nine Kills, the one I mentioned that they do the horror songs. I said, I heard they're on tour and I keep forgetting to check when they're coming around. And for some reason I said, I'm looking right now, right this second. I go on, I see New York, November 30th. Today is November 30th. They played in Long Island, about 30 minutes from my house. It was like, it was great. So thank you, 
for having technical issues, Joe, because I got to go to my first concert since COVID started. Well, you know, I'm just here providing a service, <laughs> Gomez, and I'm glad that I could just help you out during the season of giving. It's the be- it's the best gift, Joe. Thank you so much. Out on the streets, they call me the benefactor of benevolence. <laughs> So, like I, you know, I'm just happy to help anyone. So I was very excited. Tickets were $15. It was magical that I spent $40 to have a nice night out to see a concert. Like I mentioned, it was my first concert since COVID. I had went to Post Malone, I think, like the end of February, right before COVID started in in uh, 2020. So I haven't done anything since then. I have gone to events. You know, I went to AEW a couple times, but... Concerts are different, bro. It's just a whole different thing. Yeah, I I guess you're right. I never really thought of it that way. But, yeah, a different type of setting, different type yes, of environment. Just different vibe. Everything's different. Just screaming at the top of your lungs. It, it felt good. It was good. Uh, this is also the first concert I've been to in forever that I can think of that did not have seats. Most of the concerts I've gone to in the past 10 years have been, you know, Madison Square Garden, Barclays, you know, drive up to to Boston Gardens, TD Bank Gardens to see Kelly Clarkson, like shit like that. Like I haven't yeah, like really. The, the older you get, you're the bigger the acts you're seeing, and you're going to more arena shows than anything else. Places with seats. Yes. So like I I, I walked in there and I'm like I I really I'm trying to think. I'm still thinking. I can't really remember the last time I went to like a small kind of show. Like a club show. Like a club show. I'm trying to think now that I'm thinking. It might have been. When Lady Gaga closed out Roseland Ballroom, she did like three nights at Roseland. I went to the second show or third show, don't remember. And uh, I'm trying to think that would probably be the last time. And I couldn't even think of anything after that. Wow. And that was like fucking seven, eight years. Oh, my goodness. I'm so I was going to say job. that's a long time ago. <laughs> that's a long time ago. <laughs> I, I used to love the Roseland Ballroom. That Rose was one Land of my favorite venues. Yes. Because that was also one of the first like clubs i ever went to like you know where it was like i could just go out with my friends into the city and see a concert yeah so the roseland was one of the first um event halls that i ever went to and it's always like i've always had that feeling where i was i always enjoyed the roseland more so than irving plaza irving plaza was my first place i loved irving plaza because it's so small my first concert was fucking system of a down at that small ass place. It was just, whew, this is why I'm the new metal kid. Let me tell you. And was uh, that one of those uh, ninety two? Yep, ninety two shows. Ninety two yep. cents. A fucking yeah. dollar. A little over a dollar it cost to see. Fucking, it's so good. Um, so Roseland was always great because it was like that, but bigger. You got more space. So that was always yes. nice. So I did. I did love Roseland. So this was at the Paramount in Huntington. I've never been there. They do have seats. There is a balcony area, kind of like Hammerstein. It's not as big as Hammerstein. I say it's like in the middle of Roseland and Irving Plaza. Like bigger than Irving Plaza, smaller than Roseland. Kind of in the middle there. Very nice Mm -hmm. place to see a show. There was a bar in the back and a bar in the side. So we were standing by the bar watching the bands. My brother is into these bands. He had told me that the opening band was really good. We got there early. Opening band was great. Loved it. And then uh, the main event came on, Ice Nine Kills. So I loved it. My only disappointment in the show is this was the second leg of their tour. The first leg was like in uh, September, October. Since then, they released an album. I love the album. I do. But 
Like, I give it an 8 where I gave the last one a 10, you know? So it's like, it's right there. But so the set list changed. Very similar, but since the album is out, they added some of the newer songs and took out some of the older songs. So while I love these newer songs, it's just like, oh, man, they really took out that, that, that song I really wanted to hear. But other than that, I got no complaints. It was so much fun to be at a concert again. They're coming around in April. Definitely be going to that. Now, I wanted to ask you this question. I wore a shirt to this concert that I wear to all my concerts, pretty much. It's a Mudvayne shirt. It's a poster I had on my bedroom wall. I have it in short that still form, fits too. Because I know the shirt you're talking yes, about. Yes, you do, baby. I bought this shirt from a Rockabilly magazine, bro. Remember this. I just blew people's minds, probably, bringing up Rockabilly magazine. I ordered that. I ordered a fucking choker that had the pill on it. The best. So I still have that shirt from 2000, 2001. It is fucking 20 years old. I still wear it to concerts. It still fits. It's awesome. What is the oldest piece of clothes that you have, Joe? Because I'm amazed that I still have this shirt for 20 years. Well, first off, you and I did go to a number of concerts together, but do you remember what my concert shirt no, used to be? No, that was my next one because I don't remember. Because I had one shirt that I specifically wore for every concert I would go to. And it was a Green Day Dookie shirt. So it was yes, like the Dookie album cover art. And yes. I would wear that literally everywhere. As soon as you said I wore it, yep. that, I wore that shirt to the point where it got washed so much that you could see through it. It, it, it was a black t-shirt, but you could see through it. It had gotten so thin that it just was like... It absolutely was just no good anymore. So that eventually had to go the way of the buffalo. The oldest thing that I can think that I have in my closet now. Because you do a lot of moving, so I'm sure you just be throwing shit out, right? To an extent, with clothes, I really don't throw them out until, like, I wear them out for the most good. part. Okay. Um. But there is one thing in my closet that I, I saw recently, so it's fresh in my head. In 2001, when I had first gotten into wrestling, there was a group of fans that used to come to all the ICW shows, and they called themselves the Shoe Squad. And they would show up <laughs> with signs for me, and they would cheer for me, and all this stuff. And they Always had shirts made up and made me a shirt, one of their shirts, they so that I could match them. So the shirt said it was just a black shirt with like a uh, felt lettering ironed on and the front of it said the whole effing shoe and on the back it said the shoe squad. And I, I still to this day have that shirt and I think that may be the oldest thing I still own. That's so funny. I also have an old Opie and Anthony shirt in my closet that just Holy hangs there. Holy shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so like that would that's my second oldest shirt. I, I wear this shirt every once in a while, and I, I just go, man, I can't believe I've had this shirt for so long. God bless, it still fits. It's a little tighter, obviously, but clearly I bought that shirt very big when I was younger. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. So, yeah, I went to a concert. It was great. Can't wait to go back to more. I did plan on going to other concerts this year, but, like, Justin Bieber canceled. A couple people started canceling and moving stuff to next year. So I'm hoping, because before the pandemic started me and my wife said you know what let's go to concerts we used to always go to concerts now we maybe go to one a year let's go to concerts it's going to be the year of concerts 
and we went to a concert in February. So we had the whole year lined up. Like, yes, for our anniversary, I had plans to go see Halsey was playing in uh, in Queens. So it was perfect. She's Everything. great. She's, She's great. I, I love I, her. So I had one of my buddies work security on her tour. And, like, so he got to see it up close and a lot. And he's like, bro, every night was awesome with her. Yeah. So we were so excited for that show. And uh, it was on our anniversary. It would have been perfect. But, obviously, pandemic happened. So everything got pushed up. Now she got pregnant. So I don't know what's going You know, well, she had a baby since who, then. Who got pregnant? Kelly? Halsey had, is pregnant with Holy a, had a baby. <laughs> I got so worried for you. No, not that baby. Come on. Oh, Gomez, is I, more than I, enough. I, I, I gotta, you, you're never gonna believe this. So, whenever we record, I always put on like an old Met game. So, right yes. now, like I have on just in the background <coughs> on mute, um, an old Mets playoff game from 2000. But the commercials are still included in this oh, game. Oh, that's and good. Do you know what movie commercial I'm getting right now? It's one of my favorite all time movies. I've spoken about it ad nauseum on this podcast in the past. Oh my god! What year is this? Two thousand. Two thousand. Two thousand. A movie you talk about a lot. We talk about a lot of movies. Oh my god! Now goodness. The, the thing is, it's a movie that I think I might be the only one that thinks it's great. Okay, this is this is uh, interesting. Then <laughs> a movie from so I'm trying to think two thousand. So that's like <clears throat> American Pie time. That's like that kind of. Movies, uh, it's I not so. No, this is. I would say this is an adult movie. Oh, because I was just gonna say, I assume it's a comedy. That was my next thing. That's what I was thinking. Well, the, the thing is, I guess you would assume if you're gonna go from that time period, I think Dude Where's My Car would yes, be where your head would go. Yes, that's what I was thinking. Which also is a phenomenal motion picture. <laughs> um, but this is this, I would say, is an adult movie. It's got real actors in it doing real stories. Tugging at the heartstrings. Now I'm so, man, that curveball you just threw with adult film is just totally. What if I told you that the star of the movie is Will Smith? Okay, so Will Smith, two thousand. So let me yes. think here. All right, so we see Bad Boys of that time, Independence Day, uh, Wild Wild West. Um, I robot. I'm trying to think of his film. Gomez, what if I added <laughs> that his co-star in the movie is Charlize Theron? Uh, I wish we were. I wish you could see my face. Because Gomez, now, what if I told you that what? their co-star was Matt Damon? And what if this movie involved golf? Oh my! Can I tell you <laughs> that it, when you said Charlize Theron, my face was like, "What fucking movie is this guy talking about?" Oh wow, <laughs> folks! If you haven't guessed it yet, our double main man is talking about the leg, the legend of Bagger Vance. <laughs> I love this movie. I love this movie. And once you say it, yeah, you have talked about this movie quite a bit on the podcast. 
Oh, wow. And, and I'm sitting here, and uh, this commercial comes on, and I'm just, like, trying not to get overly excited because I'm like, oh, my God, it's my it's my movie. It's my movie. <laughs> oh, that is funny. Yeah, that is your movie, 100%. Sorry I, I don't give a fuck. I think that movie's spectacular. Oh, man. Quadruple a... main man. <laughs> that is a movie... Besides our double main man here, I don't ever hear nobody talk about that fucking movie, man. It is so good. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let's do a segue here real fast since you're talking about Will Smith. Um, Will Smith was supposed to star in a movie that we rewatched this week, Joe. Yeah, he was. That's actually a really good segue. And and I knew this, but I had completely forgotten about it until doing this rewatch this week. Yes, if you don't know, we're talking about The Matrix. We talked about rewatching The Matrix to get ready for the fourth Matrix movie. Uh, for those who don't know or forgotten, Will Smith was originally the first person they wanted for this movie. And Will Smith says... Uh, you know, you got to understand, there's a lot going on in this movie. And I was like, what the hell is this movie? And he said no. And boy, the world would be different. It's just a total different movie with Will Smith instead of Keanu Reeves. I can't even wrap my head around it. Yeah, 100%. I don't know what, you know, it's it could, like you said, it's a completely different movie with him attached to it. But I believe he decided to do Wild Wild West yes. instead of this. He figured Wild Wild West was the more... Like yes, this is gonna make money guaranteed. Like this is, this is what people want. Big stupid shit. He figured the Matrix was too weird. Giant and mechanical I, spider. Yeah, I get it. Like that's a big summer blockbuster movie versus this weird ass movie. Yeah, from... and and you gotta remember too. Wild Wild West did have tie-ins with like Burger King or something. So there was like it was supposed you know, to be the thing. <laughs> he had the. Uh, the rap song that went with the movie like, They marketed the shit out of it Yes So it makes sense I get it But I forget who else I forget Because it was a different Morpheus Did you did you see who that was? I forget who, who was also Because it, w- it wouldn't have been uh, Fishberg with, with Will Smith It would have been someone else I believe Oh that I don't know then I have to check We'll get back to you on that So yeah so we watched The Matrix Um I didn't know when I went to Letterbox to, you know, look. I apparently rewatched this in 2019. I got to tell you, I can't tell, I don't remember rewatching it. I told and it's not like I don't remember the movie because I like when I'm thinking of rewatching the movie, I'm like, "Oh yeah, and then this, this and like I'm starting to piece together the whole movie. It's just something you don't think about then when you start thinking about it. Oh yeah, I remember that scene, that scene, that scene. But that was me for a lot of this movie because it's yeah. been I've it's been a lot longer than 2019 for me to see this movie. I haven't watched it. Oh my god! In, in probably years since since probably I tried catching up before the last Matrix movie came out, which was probably 15 years ago at this point. It's 2003, I believe. So <laughs> yeah, so even more. So it's it's been it's definitely been a long time for me, and it, and it was almost like watching it again for the first time. Awesome. That's good to hear. Me, you know, it was I, like born again, being a born again virgin. <laughs> so we don't have to get too crazy into the Matrix, but I just wanted to hear because you mentioned that you loved the Matrix when it first came out, and now since this is you reborn again, watching this, how'd you feel about it? Did you fall in love all over again? I still enjoyed it. I thought it. I think it holds up. 
it's great. It's still great. The action is still it's, great. The and story's that, that's fun. the thing. You figure at that point, now we're talking 22 years after the release of this movie. You would think with the advances in the types of technology we have and the effects that we have that this movie could seem very dated with a lot of the action sequences and stuff that they're doing within it. But at no point did it did I feel like we were like watching an old movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm a little worried about that with the sequels because the sequels had a lot of CGI, a lot of CGI Agent Smiths running around and shit. So I'm worried mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. the CGI in those movies. But here, everything holds up. It's so funny because, you know, in the time when you're watching it, you don't realize how this movie is changing action movies. Like, bullet time and moving the camera. Like, this became a oh, thing. Yeah. Like, like, this... You know, I I know I believe, you know, some Asian filmmakers would have, have used those techniques before. But, like, this is the first time Americans, you got to remember, America, everything don't happen anywhere else. So this is, like, the first major time they're seeing all these crazy techniques with the bullet time, slowing things down like that. Till now, like, if you see an action movie without these things, it's like, whoa, they didn't do one of those. Yeah, I would have to classify myself as happily surprised with the amount that I still enjoyed this movie. Because, like I said, I, I did think going in that so much of it would feel dated by today's standards. And, I mean, I'll t- yo, this movie's really good. So like, good. there there's a reason. Like, this movie turned, like, everything on its ear at that point. And why everyone was going out in public and trying to bend over backwards and stuff and say, Hey, look at me, I'm the Matrix. Did I did enjoy watching it with that lens. Just like, man, look at that and that. Uh, the movie's great. Like we say, it gets me a little excited. Like, I'm like, oh, man, yeah, The Matrix. But now I know the second one's coming and the third one's coming. So, like, I'm like, oh, man, I'm getting excited. But I'm, I'm, I have that dread, like, creeping on me. Like, man, I'm, I love this movie. It's so much fun. It's a and cautious now I gotta, optimism, yes, as exactly. we say on the street. So it's like, oh, like, I, maybe I was too harsh on these sequels, I'm hoping. You know, like, maybe I just... Love the first one so much. Maybe now, all these years later, I can see it with uh, better eyes, clearer eyes. But uh, I'm getting That's nervous. That's the thing. I'm I'm wondering how we're gonna feel about part two and part three going forward now because I wonder if kind of time and experience has lessened the harshness of our our opinions. Yeah, but we just um, we watched the first one and like I'm like I'm like yes, Matrix. And the first one is still so <laughs> awesome. I so know. Now, so it's like it kind of pumped me up again. So I think it's going to be like all over. It's going to be deja vu. We're going to be like, "All right, maybe all right. So maybe the third one's not as bad as we think." Like so it should be fun. <laughs> all right. So The Matrix is on HBO Max if you guys want to go check it out and do a rewatch of your own. Gomez, I, I'm I don't think we got to hit music for it, but I'm still going triple and a half main man on the Matrix. I, it's a four. It's a quadruple. It's it's near perfection. It is just mwah, chef's kiss. Love it. Can't wait to see I mean, uh, the all sequel. the performances still hold up. Yes, Keanu's great. Carrie Ann Moss is great. Fishburne is great. Uh, it's just the way Joey the way, Pants. Oh, like, he's always the, the best. Joey Pants the, is just that guy that's in every movie. You go, oh, that's that guy, and he kills it. Every performance, the best. And and the thing was, since it's been so long, I forgot about his heel turn. Yes, he just wanted a steak, so, bro. <laughs> when it happens, I'm like, fuck, that's right. You piece of shit, bro. <laughs> you know, you forget that this is... 
at his heart, he is a bad guy. He's one of the Fratelli brothers from the Goonies. <laughs> yes. What was his name in uh, Sopranos? He was great in Sopranos. Oh, uh, what was played. his name? Ah, uh, something. Whatever. Doesn't That's matter. gonna bother me. I can. I. I remember Tony killing Richie? him. In the was bathroom. he Richie? No, that was someone else. No, no, no. no that no. was a. Uh, no, Ralphie. Ralph Cipretto. Ralph Cipretto. Yes. There we go. Yes. No, that was a great season with him. Just fucking everything up. Just like, what's the problem, bro? Just, oh, it was great. Great season. Uh, so the Matrix. I'm glad. I'm glad we both liked it. I'm glad we're both on the same page with it. Yes. So much fun. Cautionally optimistic about the sequel. So yeah, it's fun. I'm glad we're doing that because uh, a new trailer dropped for the the sequel, the new one. I didn't watch it. Did you watch it? No, I didn't watch the okay. new trailer. Yeah, I've, I've seen the one that they yeah, have it. had in I'm theaters. Done. Yeah, I've just seen clips. I haven't watched trailers. We're too close to release now. You know, if Spider Man drops something, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't watch it. You know, it's it's a week no, away. no, no, We're no. I'm trying that. to. I'm trying We're to staying keep away from that cleansed. stuff. Yes. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to do like a palate cleanser on Spider Man to go in yes. as clean as possible. That way, it can wow me. But did, Gomez, there yeah. was a trailer that came out this week. Yes. And did you watch the trailer for the upcoming HBO series, Peacemaker, with John Cena? No, I thought you were going to bring up Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse dropped the trailer and announced that it is a part one. So we're getting two new Miles Morales animated adventures, and I'm very excited for that. Yes, we are. And I actually, I saw it. I didn't watch it myself. I watched it because it was like a kind of a teaser thing. I just wanted to see... What they're doing. And then also I saw, because they had mentioned that it was a part one. So I was like, oh, shit. So it got me all excited. I'm ready. Comes out next year. I'm ready. So Peacemaker, I I did not know. I didn't even see that there was a trailer. So they they released a trailer, and I know this because it was in front of a lot of YouTube videos that I watched this week. Oh, okay. That makes sense. And it's it's about a three-minute trailer, and... I gotta say, I'm I'm on board. I love the character from this Suicide Squad so movie. Good. I thought Cena was great. He's and, that's his best when he's being that silly over the top. Just he's so good. And I'm I'm in. You know, like I, I'm in. Oh, I'm in without the trailer. I'm I'm in. Comes out on HBO, I believe, in January. I'm ready. We'll be watching it definitely. Another and I think. Go, go. I, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say there's another series that we haven't talked about. Um. Are you excited for McGruber? There's a no. McGruber series. Are you not a McGruber guy? I like. I thought it was fine. Because this is like a big thing. Like it's the Peacock. This is their Peacock's big uh, December release is a McGruber series. That comes what out next week. What is the week. big thing on Peacock right now? Like I know the new season of Saved by the Bell came out. We discussed I just... this. I know you're still into it. I, I you know, checked out like two episodes into season one. I just had enough. But it's like, McGru- what does Peacock it's... offer? Nothing to make that's me it. sign up outside Magruba. of the WWE network. That's why I'm bringing it like, up. Magru- that's going to be that's, the thing. That's their big thing. This I don't think there's anything else that comes out in December. Just this Magruber it's just show. Magruber and reruns of The Office. Yeah, I'm being serious. Like, yeah, <laughs> I think that's it. That's why I brought it up because I'm like, I keep forgetting. Like, I'm a Magruber guy. I love Magruber, but I keep forgetting that it comes out because Peacock is just this fucking thing that just exists for wrestling. And every once in a while, it's like, oh yeah, one of the movies we gotta watch is on there. But other than that, like it's just there's no reason to go. Let me put on Peacock and see what's up. They they do nothing. It's it's I don't know. Yeah, I uh I don't have Peacock. So one of the movies we had to watch, I just rented off Amazon this week because 
I'm not signing up for Peacock. I don't but want there is a free version of thinking, Peacock that I believe you could have got and watched the movie. Yeah, well, we, we've come too far. Yes, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but yeah, I believe because my mom did that, she signed up for Peacock the other day. And she got to watch like one episode and then the other episodes or whatever she wanted to watch, she had to pay for it. And she's like, yo, oh. they told me it was free on Peacock. I said, yeah, the first one was free. <laughs> I said, they got to yeah, get yeah, you. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, but the, so I just want to go back to Peacemaker for yes. a second. And I think some of my excitement comes from like a similar character that I didn't know I was going to want to show about. And now that we have it, I'm actually really into it. And I want to talk about episode three of Hawkeye. Yes, awesome, because I got to say, if you did not enjoy this episode of Hawkeye, I would say that maybe Hawkeye is not the show for you, because I think this is perfectly gets like the comic, just like gets the vibe that everyone was hoping for. Episode three of Hawkeye was fantastic. Yeah, like the first two episodes, I was like, oh, yeah, I guess this is okay. You know, I'm fine with it. Like, I, I didn't think it was bad by any means, but I I still felt like I needed a little more selling on it. You needed to sell me a little bit more on this, on this series. And then episode three was just fantastic. It was a good episode of television. I, I thought the introduction to the character of Echo was f- fantabulous. I think they did a lot with Kate Bishop's character to the point where now I give a shit about this character as a person and and I want to know what happens with her and I'm I and her well-being like I'm invested in these characters uh, in a way that I wasn't after the first two episodes. I love to hear it. I love it. I enjoyed the first two episodes were good. I didn't love it or anything, but I was like, "Oh, this is good. Yes, it's like the comic. It's this is great, Hawkeye, blah blah blah." But uh no, this one now I'm like I'm excited. I can't wait. For Wednesday, I'm like, here we go. First thing in the morning, it's time to watch Hawkeye. I'm I'm pumped for it. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree with you because like I'm sitting here now and I'm like, this is probably where I where I'm at right now is the probably like the most excited I've been for a Marvel show. And now they've released a bunch of them, but like WandaVision had me feeling like that. Like remember yes. when like the new episodes of WandaVision would come out? You and I and Armando and our group chat BAC and Pete Cool. I don't want to leave them out because they'll bitch and moan if we leave one of them out. <laughs> but uh, but we'd all be like, hey, it's Wanda Day. Yes. You know? And that's how I like that's how I feel. Like I'm like, oh man, just gotta get to Wednesday for Hawkeye Day. Yes, it fell off when it was uh Winter Soldier Day. It uh Yeah. It was like, oh all right, kinda petered off and uh and, I feel like no Loki, one's watching this Loki one. Loki was a little bit better. Yes. I feel like um, everyone watched it afterwards and then enjoyed it. Like I don't, I, it wasn't like Loki Day, like it was for Wandavision. No, Wandavision was really cool. I I like that series a lot, and Hawkeye's giving me some of those same feelings now. So now, um, in that episode, there was a a scene where little Echo is greeted by this big man in this suit. Gives a little caress on the face, you know, like the uh, the father figure for her now that she's an uh, orphan. And uh, the hot rumor is that that's going to be the kingpin, Joe. Vincent D'Onofrio might be reprising his hearing, role yeah. from Daredevil. It lines up with the comics. This is a comic thing. Uh, Echo and Kingpin are re- not related, but... Uh, are joined together in the comics. Their stories intertwine. So to bring him in, I would love to see it because we didn't love Hawk uh, Daredevil, excuse me. 
But we did enjoy it. One of the things we both enjoyed, I believe, was Vincent D'Onofrio's character of Kingpin. Yeah, he was spectacular. He really just, he dug into that role and he really owned it. He killed it. Like, you know, we, we complained that there was a lot of nothing and then a fight in the hallway for Daredevil. So, you know, it wasn't the best, but he was good. And also, uh, this guy said that if Daredevil does return... I was will, just about to bring yeah, this up. He yeah. will be played by Charlie Cox. So it does make sense for them to bring in D'Onofrio and give us some of this street-level uh, stuff that we've been wanting. I'm very excited to I see. Th- I think so. I think it's great because, like we've said in the past, you know, the questions keep coming up in the Marvel Cinematic Universe now. Like, oh, where was this character during the snap? And where? what were these characters? Why didn't these characters get involved? And... The question I brought up to you a few weeks ago was, how come the Defenders just can't leave Hell's Kitchen? That's it. There's so a lot of ninjas, maybe, bro. Maybe they're allowed to go around the block or something. They can walk down to the corner for the ice cream man. That We'll see that coming up. So I wonder, just because they're bringing these people in, are these the same versions of these characters? You know, like, is this the kingpin that we saw that's been in jail? You know, he, he got... Uh, the end of the season he got locked up yeah in daredevil or are they just gonna retcon the character just retcon the character because he did they both did such a good job because charlie cox was very good as daredevil um yeah i agree with that so they both were good so they just want to bring them in and you know like whatever we don't care about that show that show doesn't matter just like they said with ages of shield we don't care about that show that doesn't matter (laughs) even though things happen with you know avenger characters and shit like that so can't wait it's exciting there's only uh three episodes left it's crazy it's a quick one yeah a lot of stuff is happening i'm excited to see because there's uh still a lot going on do you think and... hawkeye is gonna make it home for christmas no oh that's so sad <laughs> yeah it, it is sad isn't it it is that wasn't that a sad scene when he was talking to his son and writing the pad down and yeah, was, and he couldn't hear him, sweet. and Kate Bishop yeah. had to, you know, listen in for him because his hearing aid was broken. And I, you know what? I, I feel like Hawkeye is the the Charlie Brown of the Avengers. <laughs> That's like, very good, yes. When it comes to his family, like, you can't let him kick the football. <laughs> that would be, like, him getting to spend quality time with his family would be like letting Beavis and Butthead finally score. Can't happen, bro. No, that's, it. that's the end of the character then. So maybe maybe he'll get home and we'll never see him again. Imagine that. Ooh, that's yeah. possible. Going fade into the sunset, right? <laughs> uh, you Gomez, know what? Something else I watched this week. Yeah, what else you watched? You meant you mentioned it last week in in brief, brief in briefly. It, you mentioned it last week briefly. I don't know where I was going with that, but briefly. Tiger King. Oh, you I, I, was, I was sitting around and I said, you know what? I got a little time. Let me look for something new. And I, it, it was coming up in the trending still on Netflix. Yes, it's still on the thing. Yep. And I said, you know what? Let me let me spend a little time with my pal Joe Exotic here. Hang out with some old friends, some old buddies. And Gomez, I cannot, for the life of me, understand why people would be interested in this. If they, I this don't know. was something we totally did not need. No. Like, literally, it's just, hey, Joe Exotic's in jail. 
We're going to play a couple phone calls of him as a voiceover for this whole fucking thing. And then we're going to show you how everybody else in this world that you already knew was a piece of shit is an even bigger piece of shit because now it is just about them trying to monetize their 15 minutes of fame 100%. as best as they possibly can. I and understand. here's all the ways they'll do it. Yeah, I understand why they're doing it. I understand why there's a second season of Tiger King. Of course, these people are trying to strike while the iron is hot. But, baby, that iron's been cold for a long time. But apparently not, and, right? It's trending. Well, it's on the top ten. Our friends are talking about it. So we're the one. But this is the, the thing weirdos. that gets me with Netflix. And, and I brought this up with He-Man. Like, I think this is why we need to go episodic and weekly as opposed to the binge model that we've been so accustomed to. Because that at least would draw out the interest. If you're interested... You come back next week like we like we are for Hawkeye. I think Disney Plus is killing it with the model now because it's extending the shelf life of the property. Yep. And with Tiger King, it came and went so fast the first time around. And it did hang around the public consciousness a little bit longer because you had people dressing up as Joe Exotic for Halloween and all the... Also, the pandemic. All, you know, people kept... People got and, into and that. And we had nothing else to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, nothing else to do. So, yeah, that's why. But, like, now with this season two, I mean... I watched the whole thing. I just let it play. Oh, wow. Because I'm okay. just like... I, we haven't gone I, back. <laughs> there is no reason to go back. Uh, I figure. If you watched what one episode, two we just episodes, watched, we watched the one episode and then we're like, eh, but then we saw the well, second episode gets into like Gomez, the season. The rest, of, the rest of the episodes are exactly the same. Oh, really? Okay, because it seemed like it was more about like you know uncovering a mystery. But no, uh, there there is no mystery. It's like the lawyers getting involved, and now he's trying to now he's changing sides, and this person hates this person, and this person thinks Jeff should go to jail, and this person thinks. Joe Exotic belongs in jail, but this other person wants Joe Exotic out of jail, and it's just like, oh my god, there is no meat on this bone in this in this season. Jesus, that sucks. Sad to hear. Not really. <laughs> now I don't yeah, have I to know. go back. <laughs> no, you you really don't. That's good to know. I'll tell Kelly if she wants to watch it. Knock yourself out, but I will be. You're not on your joined. own, toots. I will not be joining. She just restarted a rewatch of Gilmore Girls, so she's busy with that. She's not gonna. She's not gonna have time oh, for, good. for Tiger King. Thankfully, we'll forget about it and move on. Gomez, I, I got a little toy stuff I want to talk about. Where do you stand with the crowdfunding model? Um, I don't mind it. I think sometimes it's unnecessary, but uh, you know, it's just. It's the way it is. I don't I don't hate so, it enough to complain. So for those who aren't in the know, crowdfunding is a semi-recent thing that yeah. toy companies are doing because they don't have stores like Toys R Us and KB anymore yeah. to give them the shelf space that they need for bigger items or some kind of more exclusive, higher-priced items that they would have. Like when we were kids in the past, you could go into a Toys R Us and see this giant playset or giant vehicle yes. on a shelf just because the toy stores could accommodate that. And now a store like Walmart or a Target does not have that kind of available shelf space to dedicate to a extra large playset or accessory or vehicle. I got to so say what has I, happened. I never see because I'm in Walmart a lot. I'm buying toys a lot. I have a daughter in her aisle. There's always a Barbie house, an LOL house, 
a, a Barbie camper. Uh, but then I walk around to where the wrestling toys are. I never see rings. I barely see rings. Like, where do you get a fucking wrestling ring from? I never see it at Walmart. Ringsidecollectibles.com. Like Use that's... code MAJOR to save 10%. God bless. Like, when you say that, like, I'm thinking, like, you know, I don't ever see a a, a, a play set for an action figure. It's only only the girly stuff. That's that's wild to me. It, it's become very hard to come by. Uh like with Masters of the Universe Origins, for instance, they put out a Castle Grayskull recently. Yeah, never. And I never saw it in stores. I was able to get it online because I happened to catch when it was live and hadn't sold out quite yet, but I've yet to see it in stores. Um, but crowdfunding has become a thing for, for toy companies kind of to take a, take a chance and create something big and something awesome at a higher price. But it has to reach a certain number of pre-orders before they'll put it into production. And some recent examples, uh, Mattel just did the Back the Ring thing where they did a new generation WWE playset with the entranceway with all the neon glowing lights and a uh, scale ring that you could pull back the canvas and it'll show the boards underneath. It's supposed to be cool. the most realistic. Yeah. That's crazy. And it, you know, and what they do is... Depending on how many people order, they'll involve stretch goals. If you hit a certain number, okay, we'll put it into production. If it hits like an extra thousand orders, you get this additional figure that we'll throw in as part of the deal. So like with that Mattel ring, they added like a broadcaster Macho Man uh, ultimate figure. That's pretty which awesome. Is cool. You know, yeah. then if when it hit the next goal, you unlocked an ultimate Doink the Clown figure to go with your new generation ring. That's very cool. Hasbro has been doing a lot of this. They've been very successful with it. They did a Marvel Legends Sentinel that basically is the size of a child. That's like, fucking amazing. Uh, uh, one of the guys I know from through the major group, uh, <laughs> Kyle Peterson, who's a big toy collector, big YouTuber, uh, toy reviewer, and unboxer. He literally took his Sentinel to meet Santa. <laughs> like, and the Sentinel sat on Santa's lap. Fucking it is amazing. enormous. That's amazing. <laughs> It is absolutely enormous, and you know they're expensive. But if this is what you want, you're you're in that collector's game. You want these cool and limited items, and so Hasbro's been doing stuff like that. They did the Razor Crest from the Mandalorian. They did the Sentinel, and now what they just did was the Rancor from Star Wars. Fucking amazing! Oh my god! So they did the Rancor, and then they reveal what the stretch goals were that were basically. <clears throat> reissues of figures like Salacious Crumb and a, and a Luke Skywalker figure that kind of already existed in the world. So there was like no meat on the bone for people to jump on this. And what happened was a lot of people canceled orders. Oh my goodness. And at the time of this recording, the, the campaign just ended last night at midnight and the Rancor did not meet the goal. Oh, and this no. is one of the, the, one of the few times that, I have seen something not meet the goal. That's why. And especially for a Star Wars figure, I feel like Hasbro felt like they couldn't do anything wrong. You know, like there's always going to be Star Wars people who want to order. You know, like I was talking last week about Thundercats is kind of a limited fan base. So I feel like yeah. I have to jump on and support where I can. I really don't see Star Wars having that problem. You know no. what I mean? And for a Rancor, that probably looks so fucking awesome. Like, you know what I mean? Like... And it but people were so upset with the, the no stretch incentives. goals that were included that they, they ended up missing the goal by about 500 orders. 
And now, at the time of this recording, Hasbro has another one coming up. They did a G.I. Joe Sky Striker, like the F-14 fighter uh, jet. And let me tell you, it's done in retro style, so it's meant for your three-and-a-half-inch action figures that are coming out now. This jet looks absolutely incredible. I believe They absolutely nailed it. I think the figures that they're adding as... um, that come included with it and the ones that they the additional ones that they've added as stretch goals are are stupendous it's an all-around great package and yet it's probably going to miss the goal that ends at midnight tonight as of this recording so by the time you hear this episode we'll know if it hit it or not but it does not look like it's going to get there damn that's upsetting to hear Toys are so awesome looking now that's my problem is I know once I start I won't stop because they look so awesome and for things not to get, f- I mean, I guess, I don't you know, know. And now we're we're talking Star Wars. We're talking yeah. GI Joe. Those are two big things. The, the one thing that they were able to get fully funded was a scale proton pack for Ghostbusters that an adult person can wear, and it met all the stretch goals as well. So you got like the wand and whatever else that came with this, so you can walk around with your proton pack like a real jerk off at forty years old. But but is it just? Is it just the fact that it's too much together, like at one time? You know, are you cla- are you catering to the same group of collectors for Star Wars, for G.I. Joe, for Ghostbusters, and making them choose one or the other? Or is it because so. the holidays are so close? Like, I, I don't know. I think it's, I would think it's mostly that a certain age group follows certain they like this, this, and that, usually. You know, like, it's pretty much, you're of this age, you like this, that. So, I could see that, yeah, if I got to choose between G.I. Joe, this, that, you know, you got to pick and choose. Because there's so many toys coming out. I mean, the market is just booming here. It's, well, I mean, maybe, the Rancor came with a price tag of $350. Yeah, that's a lot of money. And it, if you gotta, it's a gotta lot of money, but like 300 but, on another thing that, also. And then the Sky Striker from GI Joe, I believe, was two fifty. The Proton Pack, I think, was three fifty. Yeah. So there's a lot going on right now. Exactly. Plus, Super Super Seven is doing their pre-orders for the the Ninja Turtles van, the party wagon. They've got Ultimate GI Joes coming out. They had Ultimate Silver Hawks. There's so much available. Like, have we just absolutely flooded the market to the point where now the collectors can't? Uh, sustain everything you know for years we wanted these cool these new these revamped awesome figures and accessories like has it gotten to the point where now there's not enough of us 100 percent, the market is flooded because if those were the three options i had to choose like yeah I, i like the rain core but i bet you most people are gonna pick that proton pack because it's probably so crazy looking and to get a custom proton pack is probably a pain in the ass, you know, to make one, to find someone to do it, to get an official proton pack. I imagine if you got $300, you could only buy one of these things. I do get most people are picking that Ghostbuster thing. You just can't. Not everyone has $600 to be dropping at this time on toys. So I get it. Picking and choosing is definitely what's happening here. Like I know at first I did pre-order the G.I. Joe Sky Striker. And I had thought about ordering two. Uh, I went with one. And then I ended up actually canceling my order. Because where I am now in collecting, 
the G.I. Joe retro line just isn't doing it for me. It's not scratching that itch. And now with Super 7 getting the G.I. Joe rights and doing cartoon accurate figures that look amazing. And I already know that the quality of them is going to be great because I have their ultimates in other lines. Those are the figures I want. So I canceled my Sky Striker because now if I'm going to buy G.I. Joe, it's going to be Super 7. I get it. That too. You got... Uh, people who are, you know, they make a nice toy, and then you got people who make a fucking nice toy, and you might be holding off for that really nice toy. I understand that too. Yeah, I mean, there's only so many dollars to go around. The Sky Striker at two hundred fifty dollars, and I just had to pre-order Wave Two of GI Joe with Flint, Lady J, Destro, and the Baroness, and that was two hundred fifty dollars to pre-order those four figures. So, you know, money does not grow on the trees, as they say. And also, neither does the space in your house. You talk about running yeah. out of space all the time. Now you're going to add a fucking jet, uh, this thing, 10 toys. Like, it's it's a lot. I get it. Yeah, it, and I want to be able to still collect the new He-Man stuff. Because that's always going to be my number one. But I do want some G.I. Joe representation in my display. And I, I've made the decision to... Stick with the ones that appeal to me most, and that are, and that is those cartoon accurate figures that Super Seven's putting out. I get it. So you, you are, you're the perfect example. I believe you, I believe you are most toy consumers here. You are picking and choosing. You are going for just the stuff that you really love. You might like a lot of stuff, but you're at the point where it's like, no, I gotta really love it to really invest because well, that's where it's gonna be more. Yeah. So Even think, this week, Super 7 teased a new line of Ultimate Figures. Yes, that's And it right, looks very it. much like they're going to be doing a line of Animaniacs. Yes. There was a picture of the Warner Tower, and uh, I'm sure those figures are going to look awesome. I'm <laughs> sure they will. I but mean, what have door you is that going to open? <laughs> have you seen these, the Simpsons ones that they're doing? Actually, no, I haven't. That's Oh, they're so good. Wave 1 has a Poochie. Oh my God! They see. They know. I've always wanted to collect Simpsons stuff, but we have a friend who has one of the largest Simpsons collections in the world, and uh, yes, it's a lot of fucking shit. So I'm like, man, I'm glad I never bought Simpsons stuff because when would I stop? Why would I not have everything he has? Because it's all awesome. The play sets, the figures. I mean, like I will say that Playmates set from, uh, I guess, the early mid 2000s. That set to me still stands up with all those um, playset sequences yeah. and all the amount of figures they made. I think that entire set, and it's still relatively cheap. Like it hasn't really gone through the roof on price quite yet. Interesting. But it, I mean, if you want to put together a set of those, I'd be like, that's an awesome collection to have. Yeah. But right now, Super Super Seven, who's doing these amazing figures, now doing Simpsons. They, you know, they do an astronaut Homer and Poochie, oh, and I've seen some of them in person because they had a display set up at PowerCon when I was there. And you know, for a minute, I was sitting there and I was getting itchy. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, like. You know, like, but some things you just can't pull the trigger on. No, you know, it's because uh, that is something they can have 40 lines. There's so many characters and variations of characters that forget it. No, that's why I knew Simpsons and Marvel. I said, I cannot do it. When does it end? 
Oh, I'll just buy Spider-Man. Well, like, there's not 400 Spider-Man toys. I couldn't do it. I think the <laughs> listeners of this show want you to start a Simpsons collection. <laughs> I've spoken to them all, and they said, you know what? You got to get Gomez to start buying Simpsons stuff. Oh, I can't. Oh, my goodness. So I think now's a good time for you to kind of get in on the ground floor of the Super 7 Ultimate Simpsons figures. That way you're paying retail for them. You could build your collection from the beginning, and you can just you could just enjoy it. Sounds it all sounds nice, bro. I don't I can't I don't know. <laughs> I gotta see the toys. I, I I'll look at a link. Send me a link later, and uh, let me see what these. Oh, bad boys believe look me, like. I will. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure I'll get them any second now. <laughs> oh man, I just we're not pulling that trigger, Joe. Not yet. Christmas is coming. We can't be pre-ordering nothing. None of that. Christmas is coming for you, though, Gomez, in the form of Simpsons Ultimates. <laughs> Maybe. All right. Maybe I can ask someone. Obviously, Santa, I would ask. And uh, maybe he could hook me up with a pre-order. And that could be something maybe every Christmas I get a pre-order of Simpson toys. That way, it's from the big guy, and I don't have to worry about it. How's that sound? Well, I think... Santa's the guy to go to, not only for Simpsons, but for the next segment of this podcast, Gomez. Hit the music. Ho, 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 ho. Welcome, boys and girls, to the five weeks of staying. That's right, folks. Week two, slaying and slaying, baby. We had a doozy, didn't we, Joe? <laughs> what an incredible week, Gomez. And the theme for this week, coming off Snowmen Who Come to Life, you selected wrestlers dressed as Santa Claus. Yeah, baby. <laughs> we had the what's the what's the year on Santa with muscles? Santa with Muscles, 1996. 1996. Santa with Muscles and Santa Slay. Boy, Santa Slay. What year was that one, Joe? That was 2005. Woo! Feels like just yesterday I saw that one. We uh, This was a doozy here. Both movies, uh, one's av- Santa Slay is available on Peacock, and Santa with Muscles is available on Tubi. Boy, oh boy! When you start this, what you which uh, do you always go for the horror first, the other one first? I tend to go I, horror first. I tend to go the other way just because I'm usually always dreading the horror movie. <laughs> I I feel like it's like let me get the horror out the way. I've usually seen it before, so let me just refresh if there's anything crazy I don't remember. But then it's like all right, because Jack Frost, uh, Keaton Frost, I. Don't have uh, real any memories of And Santa with Muscles I have not seen before So I was itching to get to this one So I've never seen either of these movies before But I, I was kind of more excited For Santa with Muscles Because I'm like Oh it's a Hulk Hogan movie It's gotta be goofy as fucking shit I don't know if I'd still describe it As goofy as shit it's got some goofy. But it definitely, it definitely is shit. <laughs> it's got some goofy more on the shit. Boy, this movie's not very good. Okay, so Santa with Muscles, if you've never seen it, is Hulk Hogan. 
I guess, right around the time he joins the NWO. And it's just, he's an evil millionaire, like a, like a, a body guy. He's a, what do they call it? Like, he's got a supplement line. Okay. He's yeah. this evil supplement uh, <laughs> vitamin owner. And he gets a concussion and thinks he's Santa Claus. And now he kind of comes out of it and vows to change his ways. That way he can have friends again instead of the the hired help that he just has working for him in his giant evil mansion. Of course, he meets a nice family of orphans. And of course, they, they show him the ways of life, bro. You got to be nice. You got to protect them kids. <laughs> and now what we learn in this movie is there's another evil guy. Yes. Who's the- trying to get. Uh, control of the orphanage because there are some highly valued moon rocks yes uh, buried <laughs> under the orphanage <laughs> that I do not know where the fuck this came from no, like the- I figured there there must have been some kind of buried treasure because Hulk Hogan and this guy were both orphans together as kids and now they've gone their separate ways. They're both evil millionaires, but now Hulk Hogan's trying to change because the orphans have have gotten into his head. But where the fuck did these moon rocks come from? They go down there. And it's not just like one or two. There's so much. It's like... It's like they walked into the fucking Fraggles. <laughs> it's insane. You know, like, it's, 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 it's these kids. Sh- First off, there's a fucking vault in the basement of the orphanage. <laughs> like they're walking into the bank. The Joker's coming to fucking bust it open. As soon as you walk in, it's Hulk Hogan doing dance he cares away. Worries for another day. Let the Fraggles play. Down a Fraggle Rock. You know, fucking Orphanage Rock here. Passing it on. And it's just like, where, like at what point? Because don't get me wrong. This movie is like absurd to begin with. Yes. It's Hulk Hogan going on fucking paintball chases in the street and pissing off the cops and then getting a concussion. He fills in at the mall for Santa Claus. Like, all this stuff is insane. But then he goes to fucking Fraggle Rock for for space space rocks. Like, are you kidding me? Like, what? Oh, what a picture. Uh... Like, how, how did this happen? Like... And and these people in the orphanage for years have just been sitting on this abundance of fraggle moon rocks? I don't know. I would think the first thing we do is we call somebody, we assess the situation, and we <laughs> better our lives because... <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um. Yeah, so there's a lot going on in this movie. These, these bad guys, Joe... This mad scientist it's, guy, <laughs> like so, it's Ed Bagley Jr. Number one is is like the evil counterpart in this movie. He's the main, and he has assembled this crack team of basically Carmen San Diego villains. It's so stupid. <laughs> like one of them is like a a fucking big game hunter. One of them is like a. A, a, a doc, like a, a crazy doctor. A crazy They're all doctor. doctors. Everyone's a doctor. He knows but, kung fu, and but he's got these crazy. Thi- it's just something. And else. then and then the other one is fucking Brutus the Barber Beefcake, dressed as a Japanese wrestler. <laughs> oh, don't forget the girl with the the lightning hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and she, uh, 
But like all of a sudden, they're like in a church at one point, and there's just Brutus the Barber Beefcake standing to the side of the pews, like do 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 cutting and strutting, cut, and it's like. And then Hulk Hogan, like, instead of, like, actually fighting him, he just stomps on a bench and it comes up, hits, yes. hits Beefer under the chin and knocks him out. Out cold. I, uh, <laughs> Always doing the job it, for his best friend, my, for his best it, friend it Hogan. It just came out so suddenly, it must have been like he was parasailing again. Is that in Hulk Hogan's movie contracts? My my double main man's like, got to be in the movie, Brutus, too? B- Brutus Beefcake needs to be on set to hold my <laughs> weed, Yes. <laughs> Oh, man, what good friends. That's a good friend to have, huh? <laughs> hey, Hogan made B for a lot of money. Hell yeah. Hey, I understand it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> How come you never get me any movie roles, Gomez? I mean, you, I, I'll make a picture. You'll be my star. Let's go. I, I, mean, think, I think we should do it. We should make a movie. Let's go. We'll, we'll hammer you can hit me ideas. under the chin with a bench. I gotta find a bench. It was a the long pew. Like that thing was huge. The precision yes. and strength. <laughs> and can we can we one of the biggest things we gotta talk about is this hair that they have outfitted Hulk Hogan with for this movie. But did, he wore that hair, didn't he? Sometimes like didn't he have a period where he kinda had hair like that on wrestling? Am I so, imagining like, that? When, no, like when he's like first in the NWO, right, he, he kind of has, has like hair. this weird spiky hair. So you think that's from this movie, probably, right? It ha it has to be. It's like, but like the way they did it here, it's like kind of full. Like it's thinning because you can obviously see he's getting older. Yeah, but it's like slicked, ba- slicked, slicked back, back, so you yeah. know he's evil. But it, it's just so odd because we're so accustomed to seeing Hulk Hogan either bald or with a bandana that like for the entirety of the movie I go my god he just looks so fucking weird bro they could have put him in a Santa hat you know like you could have just had him in a hat the whole movie <laughs> like <laughs> at one point he does put on a bandana and, and you're just like oh thank god like our, our long national nightmare is over but then like the very next scene he's back to having this weird fucking hair again <laughs> it's such a weird movie like he's a bolo tie away from being an evil oil tycoon. <laughs> oh, Colonel Rob Parker here, boys. I love it. Oh, what a picture, Joe. This was. Uh, it sounds like we got some enjoyment from it, at least, though, right? It was bad. This is one of the worst <laughs> movies I've ever seen. It is. It's it's terrible. Like this is a bad, bad fucking movie. I talked about Jack Frost is a bad movie. This is a bad movie. That's why this is this is this like, is bad. Because like I'm I'm going in expecting it to be bad. Of course, it can't be good. You know, like I I, I know what I'm getting myself into, but I figure there there's at least going to be some entertainment value in the badness, and there really isn't. And outside of uh seeing uh, uh Mila Kunis from that yes. '70s show, I guess this was her. Big screen debut as a child, where you're looking yes. at or not? Like I, I said in our our, our text, I was like, "Holy shit, is is this her?" Because you know she looks like her. She yes. is her. Uh, and I was like, like that was like kind of like one of those like spot the things. You know that was kind of fun. But I, outside of that, I mean, this movie has nothing redeemable. 
I knew she was in it because all the new poster and artwork now includes a picture of her. If you look at like the original poster, she's not there. It's the other, it's the boy and then the blonde girl is mm-hmm. in the poster. But, but now she's a star, now, so they use it as yes. a way. So now to it's like, oh, look those at this. Rental fees. Yes, sir. So I was like, oh, wow, she's in this movie. I didn't know that because I never knew until all of a sudden. The, the poster for the, it's so annoying. You put Santa. A whole bunch of movies come up when you search for it. But this fucking poster is like Santa on top of the roof with a reindeer. Like, it was like, so what movie am I, I about to watch? I almost couldn't find it because yeah. I had to type in, like, the whole title. The whole thing, Tubi, Muscles. Like, where the fucking thing? Because I'm looking I'm like, for where, Hogan. Where is this? Because I'm looking for Hulk Hogan, yeah. like, flexing. Like, it should be Santa yes. showing muscles. Like, yeah. I thought that was the poster. I feel like I've, I've never seen the movie, but I feel like I've seen the poster yes. before. And yet on Tubi, it looks like you're almost going to watch the fucking uh, Polar Express with Polar Tom Express, Hanks movie. Santa like, Claus, something, like something not this, a totally different movie. It was wild. I was like, what the fuck? And I did. I typed out M-U. I'm like, what? what is going on here? Oh, like, I understand funny. there's a lot of Santa movies, but it sh- this shouldn't be that hard. No. I should be able to pinpoint where the fuck Hulk Hogan is. I've seen him enough. Oh, man. So funny. <clears throat> So that was just one movie we watched, Joe. We watched another movie. <laughs> oh, Santa Slay Gomez, 2005, starring Bill Goldberg. As an evil Santa. <laughs> he, Santa is actually not just an evil Santa. Santa is a demon. Yes. And he loses a bet with an angel, so he's forced to do good for a thousand years. But now the thousand years has has expired and he can't wait to return to his evil ways. Yes, this movie is essentially, we thought of some kills, let's just have Santa killing a bunch of folks. That's the story of this movie. It is kill now, after kill. This movie opens with like this big family Christmas Fantastic dinner. With opening. a who's who sitting around the table as a family. It's the craziest got, table you ever heard. Get ready, folks. So if like, you haven't right seen off this. the bat, like it opens with Fran Drescher, the nanny. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, oh shit, like there's real people in this movie. <laughs> this is a real movie. Like, I'm excited. Like I love Fran Drescher. This I always had a crush on Fran Drescher. Who so didn't now love I'm the like I'm, I'm I'm invested like right off the bat. <laughs> fucking Fran Drescher's in this. Let's go. Let's go. And then, like, they start scanning the table, and it's Chris Kattan. <laughs> yep. I'm like, yo, that's that's the mango guy from Saturday Night Live. Then we get James Caan, who I guess was really, really bored and just felt like getting out of the house. Had to be a favor for somebody. I could not imagine this man in this movie. And then to put the cherry on top, when you think, like, Wow, this is a lot of star power for one Christmas dinner. Rebecca Gayhart Gomez, the Noxzema girl. Saving Your the best for last. was made for Noxzema. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, <clears throat> off the bat, like, I'm picturing, like, this horrible fucking low-budget horror movie, and I'm seeing these A-listers <laughs> everywhere. Every time the camera cuts is a new A-lister. Fran Drescher, James Caan, Dickie Roberts, child star, like A-listers everywhere for as far as the eye can see. 
And within the next three minutes, after all this credibility has been given to this upcoming film, these people are systematically eliminated one by one by evil Goldberg Santa Claus. Murdered within three minutes of the movie. They are all dead. It's wonderful. That's where they spent their budget. Let's hook them they in. They spent the budget on literally one scene. They said, we're going to get everyone. Everyone's going to be like, oh, shit. And here we go. <laughs> and, like, at that point, I'm sitting there, like, agog. Because yes. I'm like, what? Wait a minute. We're, we're, these are my... You just you just got rid of all my peoples. All, all my peoples just gone. Gone. You know, just... Just who's next? Fran Drescher. That's who's next for Goldberg. Burned her up and then drowned. It's crazy. It's pretty wild. <laughs> oh man, that's just the beginning. Like we said, that's <laughs> three, four minutes of the movie. It's pretty wild. Great opening scene. That uh, and it, it honestly is a great opening scene. Yeah. I mean, if if your opening scene, if it's uh, you need to get people pumped about your movie you're you're like oh shit this is crazy great it's so like, good I, at that point i like i'm I, now i'm into it because i'm like what just What's fucking next? Ha- who, who's like, next at, at that exactly at this point the, like the movie has like my whole opinion of this movie has flipped on its ear because i'm going in not excited to watch this movie to begin with of course. Then I start seeing all these big time actors that I that I know and have varying levels of respect and love for, and I'm like, oh, shit! Like now, this is a fucking this is this is a real movie. This isn't just some fucking bullshit snowman puppet. Like this is this is gonna be legit. And then they're all gone. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so now that that awesomeness happens the movie settles into a story about these uh, kids trying to stop this evil santa from killing everyone did you enjoy the rest of the movie as much as that opening joe i gotta tell you at that point i felt like now i'm i'm in on this movie for better or worse because this opening scene has now got me going well now what do they do okay good and the movie becomes this thing, an, an ancient Norse tale where this family has always had this this ancient book that tells the secret of Santa Claus and that he will eventually be back at some point. And the old crazy grandpa that everyone in town thinks is nuts, he's the one who really knows what's up. Maybe yes. we should have listened to him. Should have listened. And, and so we have him and his grandson, and the grandson works at a Jewish deli with the girl he likes. And he is as wooden of an actor as <laughs> you will ever see. He reminded me, the, the relationship in this movie between him and this girl actually came off very uh, mall rats to me with Jeremy London and Claire Forlani. I could get that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like, that's it. Because the two of them were just so terrible. They're so wooden, so incapable of emotion. And that's how these two in the movie were, just like Jeremy London and Claire Forlani. It's like, no, T.S., I can't go to Florida and see Jaws with you. And in this one, it's, no, crazy gr- grandpa's grandson. I, I, I don't want to believe in the Santa Claus like you do. Just real fucking terrible stuff. But Goldberg, he doesn't have like a lot of dialogue. 
He has yeah. like a lot of one-liners, yes. and they're they're cheesy, but not overly cheesy. And he's still able to do the mean face because I guess he's just so much of an asshole that it comes naturally. It just seems that, so, yeah. <laughs> that it doesn't take me out of it. I'm like, fuck this this fucking guy gonna fuck shit up because I know. I know that there are only one person on the planet that can fuck up Goldberg. You know, fuck up Goldberg. <laughs> Stone Cold. Stone Cold. Only fuck Stone up Cold Goldberg. be able to fuck up Goldberg. <laughs> That's it. And and as far as I know, Stone Cold is not in this movie. Oh. So Goldberg is gonna make sure that he gets his. This is Goldberg's greatest acting because he. It's just him in a wrestling match. It's what he did in his streak. He comes into the 100%. scene. 100%. He fucking kills somebody, says something stupid, and then next scene, boom. That's what the movie is. It's just scene after scene. Seeing the Goldberg killing, scene of the kids, Goldberg's killing someone else, kids. It's just back and forth. One of my favorite thing in the movie that he does is he goes to attack, attack the Jewish deli owner. Yes. And the guy stand up behind the counter, and Goldberg does the spear through the glass yes, fucking he does. counter. <laughs> And fucking impales the guy on the wall behind him. And it is wonderful. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> a wrestler's got to do his move in a movie, bro. You know it. I don't. Th- I think it was the first time I ever cheered for Goldberg. <laughs> oh, so funny. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a great slasher. It's just Goldberg fucking people up. It's just a lot of fun. Uh, it is a lot of fun. Uh, you know, like I said, I was not looking forward to this movie. The opening scene reels me in, like, instantly. And now, like, I end up, d- despite, some, like, the story is not the best. and some There of the is no story. Is it's, it's, just, it's just a kill scene, basically, after another. But there's enough in this movie where I end up having a so... I had so much fun with this movie. I'm like, you know what? Like... I'm glad I watched this. We did it, folks. I couldn't believe it. I'm yes. like fucking Santa's sleigh. It's been of a while. All the fucking things. <laughs> of all the fucking things. And I'm like, at the end of it, I was like, you know, that movie was actually pretty fucking fun. Yes. I love it. We did it. We found the movie. Woo, we got to write this down. Santa's sleigh. I think I want to put this in my my yearly watch. Yeah. For all my holiday movies that normally I have a tradition on Christmas Eve. I watch the He Man and She Were Christmas special, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the cartoon, not that Jim Carrey bullshit. But what about the new Muppet cartoon? Family Christmas. No, no, no. Just the old one. Because I grew up with that. I, I got know. the nostalgia for it. The other one's not bad. Uh, Shiloh likes it, but I prefer the original. And Muppet Family Christmas. That's which a I great love. one. Of course. So those are like the three that I watch on Christmas Eve. But I think I may have to add in Santa's sleigh. Fucking love to hear it, bro. I fucking love it. Oh, man. So I'm going to hit some music here, I think, because I need to hear this. Woo! <laughs> are you a man? A double main man? Are you a man? A triple main man? Man, 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 a quadruple main man, are you our man? Are you our man? Joseph, we got two movies to talk about here on our main man standings. Which one Which one you want to hit us off with first? Santa with Muscles, Gomez. All right, let's get this out of the way. one of the worst movies. 
you could possibly ever it's so it's bad enough that this movie exists that this character exists and he's just an asshole he gets a concussion and oh, all of a sudden he becomes a decent guy where the fuck did the space crystals come from <laughs> like how did we get to that point where like okay like he got bumped on the head and now he's having some remorse and he wants something more out of life where the fuck did we get this basement full of moon rocks like i i can't i can't wrap my mind around it and for that reason in addition to all the other badness that happens and takes place in this movie that's why i'm giving it zero main men it is not even a main man it is simply a man i mean i'm i'm i'm, I'm right there with you i'm giving it a a, a one i mean that's pretty low uh, this movie's fucking trash, bro. <laughs> it is just the hottest of garbage. It's just, whew, boy. I gotta say, I'm sorry I made you watch this movie, Joe. I mean, I, maybe at some point you might have watched this on your own or something because of Hogan. I probably but, would have. I probably, I probably would have seen it there and said, oh, the the Hulk Hogan movie with the Santa with the muscles. Yeah. Like, I probably would have turned that on at some point on my own. You know, if I would have seen it there on the streaming app. Yes. But I, Oof. I mean, I there was nothing redeeming about this film. So dumb. Um. So now let's talk about the goodness. Santa Sleigh, baby. Woo. I. What else can I say? This movie is a lot of fucking fun. It's it's not gonna win any Oscars. It probably should have. I don't know. Who am I to say? I don't get to make those decisions. I certainly wouldn't have voted for Schindler's List that year. I enjoy Santa Slay a little bit more than that. That's just me. That's one man's opinion. But you know what? For as much as I dreaded this movie coming in, is as much fun as I ended up having with this movie. It was unexpected. It was so much fun. And... As just from a movie experience, like if you're able to walk away from a movie thinking, you know what, that was a good time, then that's time well spent. And for that reason, for that reason, Gomez, for that reason, faithful, loyal listeners at home, I'm giving this movie a triple and a half main man, three and a half stars. Yeah, that's exactly what I give it. Three and a half. This movie's a blast. It's a slasher movie where Santa comes and fucks shit up. And if you happen to be a fan of wrestling, it's ad- it's a little added bonus seeing Goldberg just going through a streak. Just doing Goldberg things, bro. That's Just being- doing Goldberg things. He's <laughs> grunting. He's hitting people with finishing moves every which way. And only this time, instead of just being sloppy in the ring and hurting people on accident, he could do it on purpose because he's an evil Santa. <laughs> Oh man, so good! I'm so happy. What a, whew! I'm. I gotta say, I'm a little nervous now. Next week. <laughs> well, what do we got on tap for next week? So next week, our theme is booby traps. Kids, kids that fight back here. We're gonna watch a Home Alone movie. Now, I figured we would watch the new one, right? You wanna watch the new one, or did you wanna watch one of them sequels? Cause we could. We could switch it up whatever you want. What do you well, think? Well, what's the, the new one is Home Sweet Home Alone. Home Sweet Home is that, Alone. Is that what it's, it's called? On, yes, on Disney Plus. The Disney Plus one, yeah. 
the other yeah, let's do that. Week. All right, so then we'll do that. It's on Disney Plus. I guess it, we got we got to cover the current hits, right? That's true. Yes, that's true. Very good thinking. And then we're gonna watch. So it has a couple different names here. Uh, so Deadly Game is what we'll say. It's on Shutter, and it's about a evil Santa and a kid in a very big uh, mansiony house. And he's maybe sets up some booby traps for this Santa. So one has Santa getting booby trapped, and the other one has two criminals getting booby trapped. So that's what we're doing. All right. So Home Sweet Home Alone on Disney Plus, Deadly Game on Shudder. And don't forget, next week we'll also be watching The Matrix Part 2, which is uh, Revolution, re- Revolution, Matrix Reloaded. Reloaded. Matrix Reloaded. Yes. Revelation is the third one, right? Yes, Matrix Revolu- Revelations, Revolutions, something. One of those. Yeah. I don't know if it's Lucians, Elections, something. <laughs> we'll figure it out. But uh, so Matrix Part 2 and these two movies for Slaying and Slaying, we got a lot going on. And honestly, this was a, a good idea. I'm glad we're doing this, Gomez. Yes, things work out. We'll see how you feel next week uh, when you watch this. For those who know, it's a foreign movie. I believe it's a French movie, the horror movie that we are watching. Uh, I don't know, Lloyd. The French are assholes. (laughs) Joe, I have bad news. I did not uh, prepare a big finish because I was dealing with sick people all day, and I wasn't sure if we were doing the podcast or not, and uh, I'm sorry. Gomez, you are in luck. What? I did prepare a big finish. God bless you. And it is in celebration of my double main man. So hit the music. It is now time for the big finish. All right, Joe. There's a big finish coming. Let us know. What is it, bro? Gomez, I know you know we posted it on our social media this week. This week we celebrated the birthday of possibly my favorite actor of all time, the noted thespian, Brendan Fraser. Oh, shit. So, the big finish this week, Gomez. Top three Brendan Fraser movies. And here we go. Oh, shit, bro. All right, let's see. Okay. So, <clears throat> I mean, Encino Man is great. I'm trying to just... The Scout. I mean, that's I fucking love that movie, The Scout, bro. Oh, man. That's a good... I do love The Scout. Oh, man. And then, of course, I mean, Bedazzled. It's got to be number one, right? That's, that's probably... It's on my list. Because like Bedazzled is on my list. I he, love Bedazzled. Because we get we get everything. We get so much range from him. You know, we get a little bit of everything really, in that movie. He branches out in so many different directions. It's just he's a peacock. He's just showing off at that point. Oh man! So you know what else is on my list, Gomez? What else? What am I missing? Encino Man. Yeah. See, I I I I I, I think that's definitely on my list. Like I'm thinking. 
Mm-hmm. Now that's that's more of a a Paulie Shore, Sean Astin type of leading I get it, role, but he's, but I, he's the driving he, force of the movie. Like he's, he's the driving force, and I love it as a film. It's very entertaining to me. Love it, everything Link does is spectacular. We get stuff like no wheezing the juice. We get yes. stuff like shush, shush, <laughs> the best. <laughs> <laughs> the best. So how do you not put Encino Man on that list? So okay, so Encino Man, Bedazzled, and I'm going Airheads. That's that's what we're doing. That was gonna be mine. Airheads yes, the was best. a such a great movie. It used to play on Comedy Central all the time, and when I first got cable. I used to watch Airheads over and over. I remember getting a VHS of it in a discount bin while food shopping with my mom. And then the soundtrack for that movie is badass. I needed it because I needed that song by the Lone Rangers, Degenerated. I had to own it, had to have it. I love that movie. And once you get past like the innate silliness of like just the whole story of the rock band holding up the radio station so they play their song there's an actual like real story there about a dude who just wants to have that like one thing where he gets to live out his dream that way he's not forgotten by history and he even says it the character Chaz played by Brendan Fraser in the in Airheads where he says I just need to write one song that lives forever and that's it and brother I can fucking relate so Airheads is always on my list so good now this is no district. We love the Mummy. I love the Mummy movies. Mummy and Mummy Returns. So good. Uh, Monkey Bone. Monkey Bone. Um, Journey to the Center of Earth is a great cable movie. It's on all the time. And if TNT happens to be on, I'll leave that on. It's a fun little movie there. How about School Ties? I mean, Cowards. You, it's great. That's a great one when you want to get serious. Yeah, like this man just—he's a hit machine. And I'm happy he's uh, he's been coming around, doing more. God bless. I love it. Thank uh, you. He Joe. was George of the Jungle. Yes. I, I saw that in theaters. I saw George of the Jungle. And he did the other one, the Dudley Do Right, right? He did. Yeah, he did Dudley Do Right. And then he's got the one with um. Oh, uh, what's the one where he was locked in the um, oh bomb bla- shelter blast for like from the past? Years? Yes, it's <laughs> and you know what? That's great. It's him. Alicia Silverstone yes. was hot as fuck at the time. That's what she was. And you know who thing. else yep. is in that movie? Who else? My other favorite actor, Castle, Nathan Fillion. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Luis Guzman. <laughs> no, no, it's it isn't him and Luis Guzman in Journey uh Journey to the Center yes, of the Earth. Yes, right? he is in that one too. See? So you get all of it. I do love Luis Guzman though. <laughs> Oh man, that was a good one. He's I, got he's, some hits. I, he, he's got so many hits. I love Brendan Fraser. With honors, and, and with honors has that great Madonna song. Yes, Madonna came out with bangers. And, and who, can, who who can forget the movie with him and Harrison Ford, where I guess like his son has some disease, yes. and he looks at Harrison Ford and goes, "What if we just work around the clock?" And Harrison Ford yells, "I already work around the clock." I believe desperate measures or something like that. Something. I believe it's called I Already Work Around the Clock, the major motion picture. That is correct. <laughs> oh, but, man. yeah, Brendan Fraser, he's the man, the scout, son-in-law, like, I mean, just the nonstop hit machine. Yes, sir. So happy birthday, Brendan Fraser, from your friends at the Car Jomez podcast. We love you. Joe, what a fun episode we had this week. 
I we really did. I had a great time. I'm sad that it's already come to an end. Yes, yeah, so we'll be back next week, of course. We always are. Until then, we're a little more slaying and slaying. Yes. Matrix Reloaded, Home Sweet Home Alone, Deadly Game. I mean, and who knows what else will come up between now and then, Gomez. Hopefully nothing crazy. But, uh, oh, well, actually, I will, uh, it's my wife's birthday. Happy birthday. Today when we're recording this. This weekend, I'll be going to a cabin by a lake. So this actually might be the last Carl Jomez episode. I love everybody. I'll see you <laughs> soon. Uh, you know. Nice, nice knowing you. You know, but uh, we're going to try it. Hopefully. We come back alive, but uh, I usually don't go into scenarios like this. But uh, we're going to try something different. But uh, no baby, just the two of us. So it's going to be a nice time away. So that'll be nice. Oh, so you think. <laughs> I hope so, bro. <laughs> uh, until then, remember to follow us on all social media, at Card Jomez. Check out the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Joe Shoes. Watch my new videos. Give a, give me a subscribe. Let's get me closer to 2000. 2000 is a nice number, and it was a pretty decent year before everything really went to shit. Actually, maybe it caused the shit. Y2K was fucking nuts. Crazy. Who knows? But get, get me to 2000 subscribers. Uh, you can follow all my personal stuff at the Joe Shoes. The Gomez154. That's me on Instagram and Twitter. And we'll be back next week with some more slaying and slaying. Until next time, folks. Peace. We out. One, two.